Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another segment of The Last Word. I'm Dan Roberts, the publisher of The Vegas Voice, and our goal is to introduce you to all the people running for elected office. We have an excellent one today over a subject that most people don't even know about, and that is Mr. Rob Tellis, who is the public administrator. Rob, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Dan. I'm very happy to be here. It is our pleasure. Again, I thank you again. And you know what? You are running for re-election for public administrator in Clark County. That's correct. And I would, without trying to insult you or your office, I would say 99% of the public has no idea what the public administrator does. So let's start with that, and then we'll go into your background. What is the public administrator? So the public administrator is actually the safeguarding arm of the government when people die in Clark County with no identified family. And, you know, after that point, should family decide that they want assistance in administration or should we not find the family, our office will take these cases through administration as well. At a certain point, if we haven't found family yet, we'll use some of the funds to do an air search. We hire a genealogist who will find the family so we can put the money into their hands. Mm-hmm. And how does it even go about? I mean, how does it even occur that somebody would contact the public administrator? How do they contact you? What, how does it even start? So the interesting thing is that we typically get our referrals from the Clark County coroner. Oh, okay. And a lot of times people will notice that their neighbor hasn't come out for a while. Mm-hmm. And so they'll put in a call to the police for a welfare check. The police will come out and they'll find that, unfortunately, the person has passed away. Right. At which point they'll, they'll call the medical professionals, the coroner, and the coroner will step in. They will do what they've got to with respect to the person's body. Mm-hmm. And then they'll also do a search on around the person and a brief search through the home to try to find some kind of evidence of family. Right. A lot of times, uh, unfortunately, they don't. Uh, reason being that in such a technological world, a lot of folks are keeping all their contacts in their locked cell phone. Mm, and so, okay. you know, someone might have spoken to a loved one just the other day. But the coroner just has no means of finding that out. So in those cases, when they can't find that information, they refer the matter to us so we can get in there and grab all the valuables, lock them away safely so that when family is found, we can turn those things over to them. You do. You know, and again, you've been public administrator for two, how many years now? Two years? And three and then some three change. Three change. Yeah, okay. Exactly. What's your background that qualifies you to be the public administrator? Can anybody be a public administrator? Well, technically, anyone can be. Right. Um, my qualifications are uh, just a bit more than that. Okay. I am a probate attorney. Okay. And, you know, I've also been a small business owner. And I put those skills that I have to work to make sure that the office runs very well. Uh, when I got there, it uh, wasn't running so well. Um, we weren't doing I shouldn't say we, but unfortunately, the office wasn't doing its service to the public. Right. And uh, immediately I got in and I saw I saw these ways that my team could better serve changing policies and procedures. And of course, adding my own firsthand efforts. Right. We were able to turn it around. We now do double in safeguarding and we now close doubles of cases. We've increased customer service significantly. And, you know, just out of curiosity, how many cases would you get in a year? So before the pandemic, it was about 500 on average. Really that many? Yeah. But then after the pandemic, uh, we got to about 800 on average. My God, yeah. Yeah. You know, and again, I, again, in full disclosure, I've known Rob for a number of years, 
when Rhonda and I did the guardianship uh, stuff, let's call it that, and we needed people, good guys that we can count on, you were there as an attorney. So again, we're very grateful to you for that. And, and you're really one of the unsung heroes on guardianship. And I guess you took it over to the public administrator. I did. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And, okay. Give us a problem, because one of the things that I saw on the website is that, and one of the things even we even wrote about, is that there's like a so-called, not a scandal, but there's problems in handling it. How, what have you faced? How did you go up against it? What do you do about it? So, uh, you know, I know that uh, Judy Pollenbaum, one of your great, great writers, right. wrote an excellent article on, on this situation. And unfortunately, I can say that it still continues. So when I got into the office uh, a few months after, I found that there, there are these, uh, these folks who are filing these petitions to administer estates. And they're using this little known power called the independent administration power. And explain that sure. because, again, it, it's somewhat complicated to say the least. Oh, oh it is. It is. But um, what it is is typically when, when a probate is opened, mm -hmm. folks have to take the real property of the, of the estate through a process where they get court approval. And during that process, there's a bidding, well, I guess a bidding process. I won't say a bidding war, but okay. bidding war is often due and sue. Mm -hmm. But so they will go ahead and get into an agreement with a, with a buyer. They will draft a petition, get a court date, and then day of, you know, a bunch of folks will come in and they will bid it up. I mean, it's really great for the estate because that's that much more money that will ultimately go into the family's right. hands. And right now we know that folks can use as much money as they can get. Sure. Um, but uh, under the independent administration power, these folks don't have to bring it to court. It's not subject to bidding. Whatever they sell it to another individual for, um, that is what it is. And oftentimes, um, we know that this, this sale really could have netted much more for the families. Um, you know, I, I don't have any proof per se that I can speak to as to, you know, how unfair these prices are. But I will say that oftentimes the price for which it's sold is often half of what Zillow is. Oh my. Okay. And then these partners that, who end up buying the property. And, and, you know, I think it's a fair characterization to say partners when they're selling these properties to the same individuals yep. over and over again. Right. These people then months later, weeks later, or even days later, are selling these properties for as much as double. Why they, yeah. Right. Right. And that's money that very well could have gone to the families. And a lot of times families aren't even aware that this is going on um, until it's too late. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's such a, terrible background because again someone has died and no one knows about the family and anything else then you handle it i mean it's got to be somewhat stressful to say right. the least right and so once i found that that kind of thing was occurring i started to file petitions and again as an attorney right. I, I drafted my own petitions mm -hmm. to or, or really objections uh, against these administrations and petitioned for our office to handle them instead so that we can make sure that the best amount of equity is being provided to the estate and in turn to the families at the end. You know, it, one of the things that I guess you uncovered as public administrator is all this stuff that the average person would have absolutely no idea. Just like we did the guardianship, nobody knew about it. How do you, how does an elderly person, how do they protect themselves against something like that? So there are a couple of ways that, that someone can do this. I mean, obviously having an estate plan is important, right? right? But in addition to an estate plan, there are a couple of other things that you can do to make it much more likely that your family can be involved immediately. 
Unfortunately, these folks, you know, they get into these cases because the cases weren't referred to my office. Um, while I normally get cases from the coroner, mm-hmm. it used to be that the office about 15 years ago would get regular referrals from hospitals and hospice. Uh, unfortunately, about 15 years ago, it broke down. Right. So really, no one is finding out in a lot of cases that their loved one passed. There's yeah. no one there to, to really notify them. The, the hospital doesn't do a, an air search or anything. So then these, again, these estates just sit out there. These homes sit out there with all the property until one of these, uh, these individuals finds it and, and does what they do. So I guess as far as like protecting yourself, there are a couple things that you can do right off the bat. Uh, one is to have an emergency contact card on your refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Now it's very low tech. And, you know, most people would think, oh, well, that sounds silly. But, you know, again, when your cell phone is locked and no one gets your contacts, you got to have some way to let people know that you actually have someone you want to have called should something happen. Right. And having a, a list of your emergency contacts on the refrigerator is much more important than you would think. All right, you know, and it sounds so simple to a problem that can just explode and just a, a terrible, terrible thing. Uh if people want more information about you, about the public administrator, uh, how do they go about getting a hold of you? Well, you know, if you want to learn more about me and my candidacy and, and my accomplishments, you can go to my website. It's www.rob4nv.com. There you'll see how I've actually performed as a public administrator. I've got statistics that were reported to the Clark County Board of Commissioners. And I've also got other resources that you can take advantage of to help protect yourself as well. And again, let me just throw in that the Vegas Voice will easily, happily, unconditionally endorse your re-election campaign. Thank you so I, very much. I mean, I, I know you. You've done a tremendous job as public administrator, especially over these events that people, they don't know anything about it. And I know you've done a hell of a job. I really do. So I, the Vegas Voice endorses Rob completely and unconditionally. And again, one more time, if they want information about your campaign, the volunteer to contribute, do something. How do they go about doing it? Again, that web address is www.rob4nv.com. My phone number is also on the website in the contact page if you'd like to call me as well. You got it, Rob. I thank you so much for being here. Uh, And this is Dan Roberts for The Vegas Voice. The last word saying, if you don't vote, you don't get a voice.